Recalibration Matrix is sponsored by Discount Games, Inc. and Muse on Minis. Discount Games, Inc. offers the maximum allowed discount on Marvel Crisis Protocol. When you order $30 or more, you will receive free domestic shipping. Visit us at www.discountgamesinc.com. Muse on Minis creates the highest quality gaming accessories. You can buy our product at www.museonstore.com. It's Recalibration Matrix times two. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Larson, and joining me, uh, as always, is your friendly neighborhood. Greg Webster. So we had, this is our, our second attempt at this episode. We we had about nine minutes recorded and then talked for about 45 minutes with it not recording. Uh, and so here we go again. <laughs> y'all are lucky jay and i love talking about this so much so <laughs> yeah so this the uh thursday friday saturday uh amg had their mini stravaganza and it was chock full of amazing crisis protocol and star wars legion news and i am super excited to talk about it again huzzah, huzzah. okay so you know heading into this I, you know, had had some hopes that we were going to see some cool stuff, but uh, if I'm being honest, what was delivered uh, is way Fucking beyond better. my hopes and expectations. Yes, like, we both expected there to be more models, and instead we got a good amount of models, and then just core rules changes that are going to be incredible. Very exciting. Should we start from the beginning again? Let's let's start from the beginning again. All right, Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster is not a transformer like we all thought. He doesn't transform between the two. Um, instead, when when the big dope Hulkbuster is gonna be dazed, instead he pops out the little Iron Man, and the little Iron Man has like five health and bad defenses, and so the idea being that. Big amazing Hulkbuster is dope, but he he little tiny Iron Man Hulkbuster is just trying to survive. And um, when you pop him out, he loses all his power. And if he can get ten power again, he can summon the good Hulkbuster to jump back into his his big baby. So really cool. I think it's very like fun and thematic. And um, I, I I'm very excited to see him on the table so uh, yes i would agree uh, when when i first read hulk buster's card i read his leadership is just one flat damage reduction and not damage reduction against collisions and <laughs> i was kind of like what is going on with the world right now <laughs> yeah like oh it's the best leadership in the game yeah 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 and instead, it's maybe the worst leadership in the game because it's so situational, right? Um, he, so he has a leadership for Avengers that's, yeah, you just reduce all collision damage by one. So, I mean, potentially it, it will be worth it in a game if you're, like, playing against Magneto. 
Um, and so we did kind of talk about this with with the Discord, and it. So the reason it's it's really cool is that you declare your leaderships after you and your opponent have both deployed. So if I'm bringing like Steve Rogers and Hulkbuster um, and my Avengers team, and I see you're playing like Brotherhood, right? And you bring Magneto and Mystique. Um, I know right what your leadership might be. And I can say, okay, I'm going to be Hulkbuster because I think you're going to be Magneto, right? And you can kind of try to play that. The question needs to be asked because we're not sure, but we think the person with priority chooses first, declares it first. And so there might be a little bit of a counter game here. The person who runs the rules for him said it had never been asked, but that he assumed it was um, the person with priority. Yeah. But that that is an interesting interesting interaction, I guess. Yeah. So it is a it is a very corner case leadership that you usually won't take, but it's a another like strength of the card, right? Um, and he's he's just, like Hulkbuster is incredible. He's he's thirteen health. He's size four. He's got good defenses. He's got a you know he's got a he's got hit and run. He's got a terrain throw that can throw size fours. Um, he's got he can auto re- push. He's got auto push. He's got fucking meteor punch. Um, like he's so good. And Rinky Dink Iron Man has rapid fire and like, um, what does he have? He's got rapid fire on his ranged attack. Um, and that's kind of it, right? He. It is interesting that they're never injured. Like it's always two healthy cards with with Hulkbuster. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really cool, uh, new idea in the game. Yeah, it, it is interesting for like contesting and stuff that, that they're both healthy. I was kind of curious, you know, I, I wasn't sure if when they finally did a rule update, if they were going to revisit the way that contesting works. Um, but it sounds like they're not. So that's kind of interesting as well. Um, I think that I think that when they wrote the rules, they thought that when you checked healthy uh, players contesting and it was tied, that it would you would then go on and check uh, injured contesting, uh, which it doesn't now. And so I kind of expected that that would maybe change, but maybe they decided that they liked that. So I don't know. Interesting either way. Yeah, I think I I mean, I think it's fine. I think like there's a few there's always this weird thing where like, yeah, healthy characters just immediately trump everybody else. Um, And so I think it's fine. I like it. I think it's 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 a little bit it feels a little bit too good sometimes, but I'm okay with it. Um, All right. Helios Uh, laser. Oh, yeah. Helios laser. Helios laser is worth talking about. Um. So Helios Laser is a card that Tony Stark can use, and it basically gives him a range five attack that is two dice plus the number of power spent to play the card. And the cool thing is that any number of ally characters can spend any number of power to add to it. So you can kind of do a big spirit bomb where everybody pays like five power and you just nuke an enemy that's five away. And so you explain why you don't think this is amazing or are you just not sold on it yet? I mean, 
it is we we have different views on this um you think that it's it's going to be a great card and, and potentially will make iron man worth playing i'm not certain that it's even worth a slot in in my roster of, of 10 team tactics cards mm-hmm. um and partially because like it's just such a big power expenditure and then it has you know there's i've had i guess i've just had too many times where i've had like this huge die roll and then the dice just kind of crap out i think that's a possibility but on the other hand like rolling 20 dice is dope and you know what you know what jay if you're really that worried about it you can save three power and use recalibration matrix to try it again that's true. Um, I mean, I I do like that. You know, in general, it seems like um, most of the team tactics cards that give you an attack are not worth the card slot. And so they've had some. For example, the the Jean Grey card that it's an attack that doesn't take an action is is one that I think is. It's worth considering. Uh, I think this one's worth considering, and so it's it's nice that they are um, kind of honing in on some of these to where uh, some of the attack cards are actually worth considering. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I so think... now are you ready for Kamalakon? Yes, let's talk about Kamalakon. Kamala, yeah, it's Kamala. Um, Kamalakon, Miss Marvel, is a transforming threat three um she's honestly pretty straightforward she is normal sized and then she can pay three power and turn into her big embiggened version which is 65 millimeter base and then while she's embiggened she can um interact with objectives from two away and she gets to re-roll two of her attack dice so her attack is range three five dice but because she has Inhumans and her morphogen- morphogenetics ability, she can reroll three dice in her attack. So I think it'll be a lot better than we expect. Um, and then she, when she's normal size, she can throw terrain uh, or characters, but not when she's big. So that's a little strange as well. Um, and then the weird thing about her is that at the end of her activation, she has to transform back into normal Miss Marvel. So um, she'll she'll basically because she's her embiggen form is 65 millimeters. She moves a lot and she moves a lot faster than you expect. And like I was talking to someone about how, you know, she basically makes almost a medium move and a small move without advancing at all. So she's pretty cool. I'm very excited to see her. Um, And I, I don't know, man, I think. She's a really solid three-pointer, um, and I think some people are kind of down on her just because she doesn't she doesn't do anything that like strange or or that unusual. But she seems really good to me. I'm excited for her. Uh, and her team tactic cards. She has a combo card with Miles Morales, and then she has a combo card with Carol Danvers. Um, and the Carol Danvers ones is weird because it requires uh, Carol Danvers to do like. Basically, there's like four things Carol Danvers can do, and then Kamala gets to like follow her and do something similar. Um, but the one with Miles is really cool. Uh, so 
basically Miles Morales and Kamala Khan together pay two power. And then Miss Marvel transforms. She transforms at a three place instead of a one. And then you place Miles Morales one away from her. So basically they both kind of slingshot each other forward. Um, and then you can, you know, activate one of them. You can activate somebody else. Um, you could use this card to like pull both of them back and get to safety. Um, there's just so many cool things you can do with this. Uh, and what I, another thing I like is that it costs two for Kamala, which is one cheaper than it costs her to transform normally. So it could even be like a cheap way to transform her. Um, I just like it. And I love Spider-Man. I love Web Warriors. So I'm excited for any new thing that Miles gets to do. Do you think that you're going to play her in Web Warriors? I think she's a good Web Warrior. Um, I've been, I've been playing around with three cost, um, three cost like support characters. So you can have like five wide um, with Peter Parker and try to be like tricky that way. Um, I'm curious if she's going to be a web warrior on the affiliation list, um, partly because of this card and partly because Moon Knight's a web warrior and I don't understand where they're getting this list from. <laughs> and so it's very, it's pot for like, if Moon Knight can be a web warrior, so can Miss Marvel. <laughs> Well, it's also it, it's kind of nice if you're trying to go into a a wider build. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be nice to have a kind of a cheaper but still impactful early activation. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a very usable card. It's very cool. Um, I'm just I'm just not sure, like if Miss Marvel is a web warrior, Jay. She will make many of my lists because I want nice. to use all webbed up. Like right, I, yeah. I want, I want my web warriors to be pure so that I can use my, 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 my sticky goodness on everybody. Oh my! I was going for like a cocaine joke, and I think I just failed miserably, and like I, <laughs> I gave up halfway. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, if Miss Marvel is a web warrior, I will do fucking backflips. And um, send the video to to, to Pagani, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope she is. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, let's I'm... talk about some X Mans. Okay, let's do it. All right, most exciting news. It looks like we're gonna get a Blackbird terrain kit. Um, that's, that's the most exciting. That's news? the most exciting news. Blackbird terrain kit. Very cool. Um, okay. We're also gonna get a Quinjet terrain kit. Um, the Quinjet is size 4X, which is a new size, and it just means it's non-interactable, which is pretty cool. I guess if you try to throw it, it just flies away. <laughs> you're like, no, I come back. Um, no, I mean, so the coolest stuff is that we're getting more amazing popular mutants. So we're getting Juggernaut, finally. Um, we're getting Rogue and Gambit in a two-pack, and we're getting... The best pack, which is Colossus and Magic. I feel like there needs to be a reactive team tactics card that says, like, play when your opponent says, I'm the juggernaut bitch, and uh, you win the game after they say this. this. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is, Jay, is that they they gave Juggernaut a Team Tactics card that they showed off that's called Don't You Know Who I Am? And I was just <laughs> like, oh, they fit I'm the Juggernaut bitch into the game. Okay, I get That was a good way to do it. 
That is that is a good way, yeah. Yeah. Um, Juggernaut. So they showed the paint. They did a paint stream for Juggernaut. The sculpt looks incredible. Um, they said a little bit about him, like he he has a, a superpower where whenever he moves, he generates three power or two power and then his next attack does more dice of damage because mm-hmm. they want the juggernaut to feel like he's constantly moving running around um, yeah up. he he has a superpower that like moves him range two and then he destroys any terrain he touches um there's um he he's basically like they they gave him like Oh, and he's got a helmet superpower where on his healthy side, he has higher mystic defense and he can't be moved by mystic attacks, but he loses it on his injured side, which is beautiful. Like, that's wonderful card design. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's a really cool one. Uh, So, yeah, we haven't seen Juggernaut's card. We just got some, like, hints. Um, We also didn't get to see Gambit's card or Colossus's card. Very sad. Just going to um, throw this out here that all y'all haters of Gambit are just wrong. I don't get it. I don't get Gambit haters. Like, he's he's fantastic. Like, he's got the best abs in the universe. Just move on. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so Gambit will be... <laughs> Gambit's a long-range attacker. Colossus is a defender. Um, Rogue is pretty cool. They showed Rogue's card. She's a four-threat. She's got a she's got lots of like sat power. Um, she's got throws. She can she has charge. Um, she can like uh, what is it? She you choose an enemy character and you roll five dice and she basically like drains power off of them. And if you gain take take away so much power that they don't have any more, you then start doing damage to them, which is beautiful. Um, they talked about it how like the idea of stealing an attack or superpower came up and it was just too much it was so hard to balance that um what they did do was they gave her a team tactic card called pardon me sugar and she can steal wolverine's healing factor she can steal cyclops's optic blast she can steal storms um she can steal storms like damage buff she can she can steal deadpool's like power stealing and she can steal magneto's cover um and like but and it's free but it's the most complicated tactics card in the game now um but that's kind of how they did her her power stealing abilities which i think is fair i think that's a good way to do it yeah they they had two cards that they previewed that are just kind of like you're onslaughted by a wall of text which uh, isn't my isn't my favorite thing but hopefully they end up being sweet cards yeah i think I think they're they're coming out with a lot of really fun team tactic cards. Um, they did say that Colossus was going to be four points and Gambit was going to be three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they did talk about kind of like one of their one of their things was getting some of the new characters to like almost they're going to generate a lot of power and that's going to be really useful for Cyclops so that like X Men Blue can be used more often. Which is pretty cool. I mean, is X-Men Blue ever going to get used? <laughs> I I think X-Men Blue is usable, <laughs> but it, it, Storm's leadership is so good. It's hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, yes, I could do X-Men Blue, or I could do Storm's leadership and have a bunch of power as well. 
Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty good. <sighs> I'm saving um, the, the best other... for last. Okay, go ahead. Magic is a three cost wizard, basically. Um she has a she has a card where she she has a limbo step where she can move she can pay one to three and she can place herself that far. So for three power, she can place herself within range three. Um, I think it's really cool. And then she has a team tactic card that lets her place a allied character with her teleport as well. But it's it's harder to do. So it's a team tactic card. But overall, she has I think she has a really cool um, set of attacks. She has a pierce. She has a, a range four energy attack. Um, oh, she's a mystic attacker as well, which is really cool. But her her spender is really nice. Um, it you you add the number of skulls from both the attack and the defense rolls to her successes, uh, and then you give bleed and incinerate. I think it's ridiculously good. I'm very excited. Oh, and she's in convocation. Yay! Hooray! The best. All okay, right. And that was the end of all the new stuff. Okay. So then they said that um, we're getting a rules update and lots of cool stuff with that. So let's go through that one by one. Yes. Uh, The first one is that we – so the first rules update is that we're going to be able to take 10 tactics cards instead of 8. This is kind of to allow us to bring more, like, thematic cards. It will allow more, like, dual affiliation and – bringing more of those like character specific cards that seem to be part of the direction they're going. Like, I don't think they showed a single unaffiliated card this weekend. Every single one was attached to an affiliation or a character. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the new thing. Like we're going to get a lot of that. Um, The second one is the crisis selection is now random. So you have your three crisis cards and you randomly choose one. Um, this was to stop turn one plays and kind of the like metagaming of trying to force like one specific plan onto you and your opponent. I'm I'm very excited about that. I think that's a really good change. This was the the well, I guess there's two changes that I was I've been a little bit on the fence with. Um, but as on this one, as I start thinking more about it, um, I am more excited with it. And part of that is that. So in any time you're playing a, a game competitively, you're wanting to have consistency. You're wanting to have a kind of a power plan that you're executing. Um, and so in Crisis Protocol, this kind of translated into a lot of times people would play the same scenario over and over. And I think that it is uh, uh, the the people who are, who are more playing this game because they're, they're wanting to have like a fun experience or there's like this cinematic thing they're wanting to have, or just because they enjoy the game, you know, whatever. Um, it's people get bummed if they play the same thing over and over. And, you know, you can see this throughout multiple games, whether it's with magic, if you go to a, a game night and everyone's playing the same net deck, then people are going to be grumpy and be like, well, why am I spending my Friday night doing this? Or, you know, if you go to a War Machine tournament and, and people complain about, oh, everyone's playing the same three net lists or whatever, um, people have more fun if they are playing a variety of different things. Or if the, you know, I think one of the big strengths of Crisis Protocol is that the scenario system 
is robust and it it's well designed and it creates you know fun diff- fun play experiences that have you know a a wide variety of things that are going on in the game but if you're only playing like there's this huge amount of different combinations that we could be playing and instead a lot of times people are locked down into this small number and so you know the I, I almost feel like this also is is for the good of the community. The devs stepped in and were like, "You know, what? no, we want to see a wider variety of stuff played, and you know, the competitive players are are not going to choose to do this on their own. It's it's something that the core rules are going to help encourage, and so uh, I, I think that's something that I think is great and that will be helpful. Yeah. Now. In our first recording, you also asked if this is going to hurt like Wakanda because yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. they they kind of need scenarios you can push your opponent off of to right. to really shine. And uh, we talked about how like the top five teams of the Tabletop Simulator League from season five were all Wakanda. So like maybe that's a good thing if it like hurts Wakanda a little bit uh, in the competitive level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wakanda will still be fine. I just think it's like not being able to force, not being able to force scenarios that Wakanda is great at is going to maybe make the Wakanda players choose a little differently and make lists that are more adaptable. I'd, I'd be curious if the Wakandan players like even think they're going to have to change affiliations. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, um, I think that it'll be good overall. It we we both have metas where Wakanda isn't played very much, but I don't think that they're going to be be hurting too bad after this. So it's yeah, fine. that's that's kind of where I'm feeling too. I I, I think they'll be fine. Maybe okay. they won't be all five of the top. <laughs> the oh top. no! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's the next change? Uh, oh, uh, Infinity Gems no longer take roster spots. Um, instead, they're assigned to a character at roster creation, and they're locked onto that character. So if you say Corvus Glaive has the Reality Gem, you have to take Corvus Glaive with the Reality Gem. But on the bright side, you're not going to restrict your characters down to five in a Black Order list. So Black Order players are going to have to kind of plan out a little better um, because when you take Corvus Glaive with the reality gem, it's locked into him. And, but on the bright side, you'll have five more roster spots to fill in now. And I think, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be good to have those options Uh, with all the list changes, right? You want to make, you want to make wide rosters to build your squad from. So I I think it'll be okay. Yeah. So I don't know if, we know the answer to this. We were both a little bit confused on this rule, but um, I'm assuming that, for example, I couldn't have uh, Thanos and Star-Lord both with the power gem. Is that correct? Or do we not know? Sorry, say that again. Could I'm assuming that we can't have, you can't have, for example, Thanos and Star-Lord both with the power gem on. I roster. believe, I believe you can. Because there's no restrictions on the gems. I guess we'll see when the 
when the actual text of the rule releases. Yeah, I, I would I would assume you can unless that becomes one of the Infinity Gem like rules changes right. that you can yeah. only have one of each gem listed on your roster. So it is it is definitely interesting with Black Order. Um, I'm assuming that so I guess what is obviously you're going to see Corvus with Reality Jam. You'll see Proxima Midnight. Um, what do you think is going to be the? I'm assuming that most people are going to take Thanos with one gem. Um, yeah, I, I what would do you think is going to be the most common? Uh, probably Mind Gem. I think being able to advance your enemies into combat range is really good. Hmm. You don't think so? I would. I would guess not. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but the I don't know. I I played recently Loki with with that gem, and it wasn't quite as amazing as I um, thought it should be. <laughs> well, that's because you're playing it on Loki and Loki well, struggles. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, I I would I guess I my assumption is that it's the most likely is probably power followed by spirit, but maybe that's wrong. I I found out recently people really don't like the soul gem, but I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think you're right that most people don't, but I think they should try it more. <laughs> I, I agree. It's but also, real good. <laughs> well, so here's, here's, I guess, maybe part of it as well, is that, you know, at this, so the power gem is going to... Um, Turn one is going to be better, right? Because you're not going to be within range of, of stuff. Um, turn one in general with the soul gem. Mm -hmm. And the game had previously, there's, there's like we had said, a lot of it was like, we want to try to get these wombo combos going off on turn one. And so having the extra power or the predictability on turn one had extra value. But maybe that's not going to matter as much with this change in the... Uh, crisis selection which would make something where you're getting a lot more power in the mid or late game has has more value mm -hmm. so yeah that makes sense that's a possibility finger crossed fingers crossed um but anyways let's let's say that they take one of those i mean i i don't think they're going to take one that's a, a two cost or more right and so it's probably one one cost gem mm -hmm. which would put them at 15 points which puts them Pretty sad if someone plays a 14 or 16 point scenario, but it also, I mean, one of the things that's nice with the gems not taking up roster slots and, and those three basically being the core of Black Order uh, is that... Um, you can take Dormammu, and then you can take <laughs> seven point Thanos with him. Uh, uh, and I guess that is theoretically possible. Uh, it's a good idea. Just think about it. It's beautiful. How many how many points is Dormammu again? He's eight. Eight. So, I so Dormammu could... plus Thanos is fourteen. Yes. <laughs> well, no, because he's going to be seven. So that's going to be. 15. Oh, you're right. That's fifteen. Terrible. But you can do Dormammu with Corvus and Proxima, and be at sixteen. I love it. Boosh. Anyways, I, the, there you go. I, we fixed it, everybody. You can easily, I mean, with, if, if you're throwing in Dormammu for the lols, um, then you can easily have a three affiliation uh, roster 
But I, I, I do think that you're likely going to end up, especially on something like Black Order, you're, you're going to have a second affiliation that is, you know, trying to make up those weird numbers or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm, I'm also. We didn't talk about this last time, but I'm, I'm curious your opinion. Uh, do you? What's, what's your? What do you think are the odds on? Black Dwarf and Ebony Ma getting a tweak? Um, I think it's likely. Ebony Maw kind of fell short. I think Black Dwarf is fine as he is. Um, I've, I've used him in non-Black Order lists. I think the big problem with both of them is that, like, Corvus, Thanos, and Proxima feel so good that you never want to take them. <laughs> But um, I well, think, yeah. I, I, part I, of the issue too, though, is the like. Okay, so you've got your those three of the Black Order. Like, there's just at that point, there's just better non-Black Order four points, four pointers than Black Dwarf. Like, basically, in general, it felt like I was in a situation where I decided to take Black Dwarf because. Um, because he's one of my favorite sculpts and paint jobs that I have on my <laughs> in all of my Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But uh, you know, I would like to have more in-game reasons to take the model, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I I mean, it would be nice. Uh, I I definitely feel like Ebony Maw is like just a tweak or two away from being great. Yeah. Um. I. For a long time, I thought Ebony Maul was, like, better than MODOK. Um, I was very clearly wrong, but I, I really... I thought she was, like, the best thing in the world. And um, I really overvalued how useful it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I would I would like Ebony Maul to get a little tweak. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he should get a tweak. Maybe... I don't know, because he already generates power. I really I really don't know. Maybe Ebony Maw is now much better compared to Modok, now that Modok was tweaked, right? Like, maybe it's okay. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> let's... Greg, uh, if you had the choice of taking Ebony Maw with Shu or Scarlet Witch with No More Mutants... It's, it's Scarlet Witch, yeah. It's it's Scarlet Witch. It's Scarlet right. Witch, yeah. Okay. So, so anyways, I I feel like Ebony Maul is like almost there. He just needs a little push. Okay. I I well, will say that we know, for example, that like Peter Parker and Doctor Octopus from the core set are not getting any changes, and both of them are kind of widely considered, you know, not good by a lot of people who are wrong. But so like we'll see. If we get any changes like that, yeah, I, I guess real quick, who is on the top of they 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 announced some showed some cards of, yes. of ones so, that are being changed. Um, yeah, we should talk um, about that. Bef- I bef- whatever, I'm mean, gonna jump in early. Do it. Um, so, of the ones that they didn't show. Who would you say is on the top of your list of ones that you would want to see still get tweaked some? Uh, Star-Lord needs a new leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, his leadership is anti-thematic for the game, and it's not good. It's so 
unfortunate, but yeah, like Star Lord's leadership is bad, and so I think if they just give him a better leadership, Guardians will be played so much more. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others like maybe Gamora could be a little bit tuned up to do more damage. Um, maybe Drax could have like I I feel like a lot of the Guardians are like give them one more dice and all of a sudden they're good. Um, if Groot's attacks are range three, I think I will still play him exactly the same way where I just, he's a walking tank who like Mm -hmm. is a power battery to heal himself. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I, I really think like, I really think star Lord needs new leadership. Gamora could use a little bit more damage. Um, and then I like Groot. I like, like there's, there's just some of the guardians just need a little bit of a push. I wouldn't mind seeing Winter Soldier get some sort of little tweak. Winter Soldier would definitely benefit. Um, I don't know what I'd give him. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's a very simple character, but maybe like give him one more superpower. Um, maybe make his like ability to defend friends a little better. Maybe make it like I'd have to look back at his card because I haven't looked at him in a while. But I think if you make him more of like an assassin who can focus it. Oh, what if you give him like Killmonger's ability where if you attack the same person twice, you do more damage. That could be really cool. Yeah, that could be. But yeah, Winter Soldier feels a little bit um below the below the curve. Um I mean other than some of the core set models um Crystal. I'd like Crystal to be a little bit more like damagey. Yeah, yeah. Like get, it, it, there's oh green goblin jay green goblin his attacks need to be five dice okay it's like the fact that pumpkin bombs is four dice is such a huge problem for him um so if he if he if his pumpkin bombs is just five dice i think he's all of a sudden a much more playable character yeah yeah um i mean other than that like loki i'd like loki to be a little more defensive um i'd like hella to be a little bit more damaging uh everything i i I would like is like a small change right like captain america one more die and gaining power off his shield toss that's perfect right Right. Right. um the fact that he pushes better like that's fine too uh so we've been talking about this already some obviously but they're going to come out with a core rule update before the end of the year and around the same time or at the same time i think they're going to have a downloadable card pack that you can print off with the updated cards. Um, part of the reason why they're doing this is that they are going to be making the cards in other languages. And so they had to reformat the cards for that. And they decided that they might as well, you know, it's a perfect time to do a card update. Um, there will be, you know, purchase purchasable card packs that you can buy in quarter two or quarter two quarter three of 2022 um and so you know we've we've seen they showed some examples of stuff that some we've already talked about some they just talked a little bit about so for example and this is kind of in line with what you said about like some small changes can make a big difference but uh captain marvel her binary form is going to be cost four power which i think is uh, very impactful and very useful for her mm-hmm. um so we saw Modok is changed so that P-Brain, his ability that lets him re-roll, is only usable once per turn. 
um, and bow to the will of Modoc that lets him move stuff. That's a once per turn as well. Uh, which um, all the reroll abilities they fix the timing mm-hmm. so it happens at the modified dice step now instead of earlier, where you, so you don't have to pay power. Yeah, how many how many people do you think were just playing it <laughs> wrong without knowing it? Everyone. I, they yeah. they played it wrong on AMG streamed games, so it's yeah. it's it's everyone. Okay. And that's okay, but now yeah. it's they yeah. fixed it. It's the way we all thought it was. Excellent. Um, Captain America, yeah, we talked about that. And then his uh, strike and his shield slam can move size three, where it used to mm-hmm. just be size two. Um, they showed the Hulk card, which is just Hulk is now defense four. He's got a defensive reroll ability. His his rage, his like damage increaser is slower, but his normal strike is now seven dice and generates power. So all of a sudden, I think Hulk is playable. Yeah, it's it's exciting that you know there were a lot of so first off Hulk is a lot of people's favorite character and it just feels bad that he was widely considered the worst design character of the game. Um and so it's it's great that people are going to be able to play the character that they love. Um I'm also excited for like I I didn't really, I don't feel any type of connection to Hulk, and so I never put any time into trying to make him work. Uh, but it is nice that, um, you know, the um, being able to see him on the table, and then also stuff like, you know, Gamma Leap is a, a fantastic team tactics card. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm finally going to spend some time thinking about some some stuff like that because it is you know all stuff that he can he can do now so yeah did jay did i tell you about my hulk magneto list i don't think so so you take hulk magneto and toad um that's 14 points (laughs) okay and you try to if you get a like so the 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 twist was this was a turn one play that is now not usable because amg is fixing it but you play senators and so Toad hops up first to check the center senator. Okay. And then if your opponent finds it, right, you can throw Magneto with Hulk, and Magneto can just knock them out and steal it. Um, but if you find it first with like one of with so, so basically it's like either Toad finds it first or your opponent finds it first, or you throw Magneto to the third one and Magneto takes the third one, and then Magneto's being Magneto with it. And so it was basically just a funny Senator play that okay. uses the Hulk as nothing more than a Magneto delivery system. Okay. And I love it. It's such a funny list. And I think it's real. it's, I actually really like the idea of throwing Magneto turn one. So you should give that a try. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I, I do love, being playable do love me some brotherhood. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure. He's going to affect only, Size three or lower with her push, which I think is a fantastic change. Yeah, she can't push Dormammu. <laughs> good, good. It's so silly. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of the, like, the bigger models that are, you know, especially vulnerable to being controlled. Um, I, I, I think that it's a, a solid change. Yeah. Um, so any, I guess, any other thoughts on the changes to characters? No, I mean, I think I'm really excited. Um, 
the the character cards are also a lot easier to read because it's there's more space given up to the text and i think it's going to be really nice for us to have this i think it's going to be i i'm excited that they're free downloads first before the print cards become available um i think i'm very happy that you know cards characters that were seen as unplayable by a lot of people are now getting a brought up and then the stuff that was maybe too much is getting just adjusted like mm-hmm. modok bow using bow three turns three times with modok was just too much it was yeah, yeah. it was it was insane and it was um, it was quite easy to build up the power to be able to do that oh yeah absolutely uh you could easily get six power with psionic blast if you got really lucky right yeah because like three wilds getting through their defenses gives you six power. Yeah. Um, so Modok is still great, but he's, you know, just a little bit more reasonable. Hulk is now playable. Um, Captain America is now more comparable to like Sam Wilson because I saw a lot of people building Avengers lists with only Sam Wilson. So I'm hoping now they can, we can kind of get some, some halfway point where we have both Captain Americas. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited. I think all of these changes are really good. Um, AMG, like I said, they've just been hitting home runs this whole weekend. Um, Star Wars Legion is even appealing to me right now <laughs> because of like the changes they're making there. Um, they're they're adding Ewoks, they're adding mercenaries, um, they're adding like theme forces to Star Wars Legion. I'm very excited to see them um, tune up that game and make it something more enjoyable and appealing to more people yeah so i mean one one of my friends i was we were talking about the changes and one of my comments to him was about crisis protocol was that you know i felt like the the best miniatures game is is just getting better and so you know i think that's a exciting time exciting things happening with the game Mm -hmm. so i guess before we sign off uh we can do We've now both officially seen Shang-Chi. Yes. Let's let's do our, our quick thoughts on that, I guess, and then we'll we'll be done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that one of my favorite things about it is just that it was a really good origin story that that uses like um, uses non sequential storytelling very effectively and i thought it was a ton of fun it was a it was a decent kung fu movie for the first half and then it becomes like a dragon ball z episode by the end uh i i loved it i had a lot of fun with it yeah one of the things that i um i guess i didn't know that i needed in my life was a kung fu superhero movie and Mm -hmm. and and now i know (laughs) um also, have have you ever watched the the movie Crazy Rich Asians? I haven't actually. I haven't seen it yet. It's, I think it's a quite good movie, but it has a lot of the same actors are are in that movie as in this one. Oh, cool! So check it out if you uh, like those actors. Um, and another thing I appreciated was, I guess, two things. <laughs> uh, one is. I, I kind of like the, I like, 
I, I, I don't check ratings of movies before I go. I'm assuming that this was a PG-13 movie after having watched it because I like they they actually have and this started happening in some of the MCU TV shows as well, obviously. But um, I kind of like that there's some swearing now in some of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like that um, you know, they just have a good balance of the humor that is in these movies versus everything else that's going on. And so um, I, I think they knocked it out of the ballpark. I was, I left the movie super happy with how good of a job they'd done on it. Yeah. It's I, I really loved it. I like, I like Simu Liu. I've really enjoyed like watching him on King's convenience. And um, he's been, he was tweeting at Disney for like, seven years to make him Shang-Chi and so the fact that they did it is just so beautiful and like he did a really great job um someone someone was like talking about like if only we had had an Iron Fist TV show that was like half as dedicated to like just being dope as this one was wouldn't that be nice so I'm very excited yeah and one thing that's nice is you know obviously there's a lot of people that um don't want to go to the movie theaters right now justifiably so and this is one that is in theaters for 45 days and then it's moving to disney plus after that and so you'll be able to watch it a lot quicker than what the normal life cycle is Mm -hmm. which is also nice i'm i mean i'm excited to rewatch this movie and so i'm i'm glad that they're doing that yeah, I I'm surprised. So it's doing very well, right? It's it's I think it beat the like Labor Day weekend movie record. Yeah, I think and so. there were a lot of people predicting it would flop because it's you know people can just wait a month and watch it right. in October. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's it's doing really well. Uh, it's it's not coming out in China. Like, there's apparently multiple theories about why that's happening, but I thought that mm. was weird. So even without China, it's doing well and it's looking good for the future of that character. Um, I liked the teases at the end. Like, I was like, is Aquafina going to be in the next Avengers movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did they bring her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was also, you know, I, I'm also just happy that. Yeah, I know that there's a big segment of the population that Black Panther was a really important movie for, and there's a lot of people for whom Shang-Chi is is that same way. And I'm happy that with both of those movies, they you know just did a really good job with making the product. So yes, absolutely. It's it, there was there was definitely there in some facet of the multiverse. Uh, there are so many things that could have gone wrong <laughs> with making this movie. So yeah, and I mean, so my fear was that this movie would struggle, and then some, you know, douchebag would be like, "This is why we don't make Asian heroes," you right. know. And I'm just yeah. like, guys, like, <sighs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> hate, it, it makes me so pissy. But like, but like, the same things are happening. Um, where like you know I I feel the same worries about like female superheroes because mm-hmm. Black Widow and Wonder Woman eighty four were disappointing financially yeah. so yeah. I'm like 
does that mean that both of those companies are going to be like, maybe we don't need another female movie. But I'm like, it's so stupid because no one was ever like, oh, this white led movie failed. I guess we don't need white action stars anymore. And it's like nobody ever said that. But the sit, but that like that same kind of onus gets put on, you know, non-white characters. So the fact that Shang-Chi did so well, the fact that I like it was great. It's it's for me, I think it's in my top 10 Marvel movies. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I don't I don't think I could say it's like the best, but it's definitely like one of the most fun. Well, and it's definitely one of the best origin stories that they've done. Yes. So. Yeah, it was funny. It was it had a good mix of like, you know, the serious stuff with the like goofy magic elements mm-hmm. like that. There is no there is no like final fight that is more epic than Shang-Chi except for Infinity War and Endgame, right? Like, that's pretty cool. I will agree. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap things up there. And it looks like this time we actually recorded the whole thing, so huzzah for that. We did it, Jay. (laughs) I I think if if this one had had an issue, it would have just, like, crushed my spirit and I would have gone and ate my feelings or something, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're okay. We did it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Greg, for being awesome. Thank you, Jay, for being amazing. Oh. And sexy. <laughs>